Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I got nudged about this message beginning very early in the week, and I've been looking forward to being with you this morning and, uh, and ministering, but I, I want to, I just, I don't feel uneasy about it, but at the same time, I just feel uneasy about it. <laughs> just a little. Oh, my God and my Father. Lord, this is all about you. My God and my Father, this is all about you. There are people in this room who are not checking the box, Father. They're here because they want to honor you, because they adore you. They want to hear from you. They want to get near you. Lord, please, I'm, 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 I'm just begging you, Lord, be near us. Be so close, Lord. We want to be close to you. Lord, show us something this morning, Lord. Lord, help us to rend our hearts as you rend the heavens and come down. Hallelujah. Lord, your presence is what I desire this morning. So Lord, no matter what I've prepared, no matter what I've studied, Lord, your presence is what I desire this morning. So do what has to be done, Lord. Get us all out of the way. Let us, Lord, let us behold your glory this morning. Lord, let us be touched anew and afresh. Let us be changed, Lord. Let us be more conformed to the image of Christ because of getting in your presence here this morning. Lord, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Well, uh, I just think about Terry and his family. They're, they're uh, visiting with Father, going to church. And anyone else who couldn't make it today are obviously... Um, miss them, and uh, this is. I'm going to read a, a pretty long passage directly from the the Bible, and I I have to prepare you for this because this isn't popular and this isn't done, but the Word of God is what changes things. The Word of God is what's the. You can have the greatest orator. There are many great orators. And there have been many great orators. There have been many great folks that can speak, but it doesn't mean anything if it's, if it's not truth and if it's not the Word of God. Amen? The Word of God is what changes. The Word of God is, is the miracle. The Word of God is the truth and the only truth. And it doesn't have to be um, made to be more appealing. It doesn't have to be modernized. So I'm just going to simply read something and then see what the Lord does with us. Amen? I'm going to be reading from uh, Romans, the first chapter, and I'm going to begin in verse 18. And I know many of you are familiar. Just hang, please, just listen and give it your attention, okay? Verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they, were without, they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds, four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the Creator rather than the crea- I'm sorry, the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which were not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, 
who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those, practice, those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those things who practice them. So you may not be uh, uh, doing any of those things, but if you say, well, it's to each his own, same. Did you hear that? Okay, so now I'm, I'm reading this, and as I'm reading this, I can hear some of you, mm, mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're looking at a culture and a society that's totally debased. Right? There's no question about it. We're in the last days, and this. But now, what the scripture's saying to us, there was a point where everyone, and everyone still in their heart, knows that there's God. Creation screams of Creator. So anybody who says, Well, I don't believe God, you've got to try hard not to believe in God. That, that's just the way it is. I, you know, you're not, you're, no one is, it says right here, not Tony's words, God's words. That's why I'm very careful to say it, my brothers and sisters. When you go home and check this out, you're going to see the same thing in your Bible. Without excuse. Adam. Adam. Without excuse. Eve. Without excuse. Right? What did Adam do? Adam knew God, walked and talked with God, and then in a moment, in a moment, he did what he was not supposed to do. Dishonored God, failed to acknowledge God in that moment. Amen? Cain and Abel. They knew of God, they knew God. God spoke with them. Cain disobeyed God, was proud, right? And what happened? He failed to acknowledge God, amen, God's word, the relationship, whatever it was, that he had with God. He failed. And then as a result of him failing God, he took it the next step. See, my brothers and sisters, what this is saying to, to us, to you, to me, as soon as we start, when we start getting full of ourselves and we stop acknowledging God, this is what happens. We're opening the door for all of these other things to happen. Until God says, okay, there you go. Right? So now we're seeing that in the culture and in the society, aren't we? And they're teaching it to children now so that the children think that anyone like me is old-fashioned. You know, i got to keep reminding my, gran- my grandchildren, yeah, I'm old, but this is eternal. This won't get old. This will always be the same. No matter who is... But man, my, but I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, so we have all of these people who are trying to find how they can not believe in God. So we have, quote-unquote here, science, which God created science, but they have, quote-unquote, and, and they're looking for ways to explain what only God can explain or what only the only explanation for it would, would be God. Are you with me? So now I'm going to go back and we'll crack into some of these Specifically, we're going back now to Romans and we're going to begin in verse 20. Some will be on the board, some of it won't. If something's messed up, I messed it up, Isabella didn't, just so you know. Beginning in verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are, are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. I just mentioned that, but I, but I want to thank you, Bella. Leave that up there for me. Uh, look at that. Even his eternal power and Godhead. See, my brothers and sisters, this is saying that, look, look, just, it's known, it's, there's no doubt, there's, there's no other explanation or reason needs to be given. That without a doubt, God has, has shown that He has eternal power and that He is God and there is no one above Him. So they're without excuse. <laughs> because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were dark, and professing to be wise, they became fools. I am so sick of all of the wise people that we have living among us in these days. And it's no different these days than it was back in those days. How do I know that? This was written a little, a little under 2,000 years ago. No, a little over 2,000 years ago. It's the same then as it is now. It was the same with Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, and, and they all... Noah. What about Noah? Noah and his children, they heard their father preach for 120 years what was going to happen. He preached and he taught. Noah preached while he was building that ark. Come on, man. Are you, come on, help me out. Help me preach a little bit. All right, you're tired. They know they had a youth event last night. Thank you to Mitch and, and Rachel because the place is 
not tore up. Hallelujah. So, so, but, but listen, so they heard, they saw their father preaching and teaching. They knew of God. And when, when listen, when God told Noah, get in the ark, he got in and, he, and, and God closed the door behind him and just what he said would happen, happened. So they knew. So when they came out of the ark and they start to scatter, they knew. They knew. Without excuse because even the creation cries out of a creator. But again, we still have all of these scientists and experts who fashion themselves to be so wise that they're going to explain creation. But they still can't. But they'll tell our kids that we're wrong. Okay? I'm just saying. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. But look, it says, they became fools. Professing to be wise, they became fools. How? Change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. For the life of me, I don't understand how any, maybe it's just because I'm born again, I don't know how anybody can form an animal and say, that's God. What? That thing that lives in the field eating grass, defecates all over where it's eaten. And I'm not trying to be crass here. Please hear my heart. So I'm not trying to shock you or anything like that. I'm not trying to be vulgar. But do you understand what I'm saying? But we... <laughs> and then poor Aaron. How could you be that stupid? Moses has taken a little bit long while he's up there with God. And so then, yeah, uh, uh, you know, here we go. We're going to go ahead and behold your God. We threw the gold in there and a calf came out. Behold your God, he says. Aaron, you were the mouthpiece for God. You stood there and you watched beside Moses, the one who God chose to deliver, the one who was an archetype of Jesus. You stood right there. Well, behold your God. Are you kidding? How could you be? I, I, that, I, that blows my mind. Isn't that something? Am I the only one in here? I mean, come on. How could you do that? I'm going to make a totem pole and that's going to be... I'm going to... What? Or because, you know, rabbits multiply so readily. Uh, that's the, that, 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 that is the God of fertility. We're going to worship that. The, the rabbits drop the eggs down from the sky and that, whatever they, however they explain Easter. What? Really? Come on, man. So look a little bit further in verse 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped the ser- and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed for every man. But look what happened. Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness. They chose to, listen, they chose to ignore him. They chose, even though they knew of him, even though they knew he existed, they chose to ignore him. They didn't glorify him as God. If we go back to verse 21, don't go there, Bell. I'll just read it. If you go back, they, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. We're thankful. They didn't honor God. They knew him. They knew who he was, but they failed to honor him. So God says, okay, there you go. And so look what happens. They, they, they exchange the truth for God and worship serve creatures rather than the creator who is blessed for every man. 128. Romans 128. And even, the, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Okay, so this isn't one day they make a mistake and God says, done. That's not what happened. They continued, even though they knew God, even though they knew that He was the creator of all things, they continued to do this thing for no other reason other than they wanted to do what they wanted to do. None of us in here ever do that, right? Uh-oh. So now let's... Uh, Bella, thank you. Leave that up there. Uh, even as they did not like to retain God in their mind. You see that? That's their preference. That's showing that there's a preference that's being made. They preferred not to retain God. They chose not to acknowledge God. Period. 
They chose, even though they knew Him, even though they knew He was the Creator, even though they knew His status, His stature, who He was, there's no other being above Him, and He's the Creator of everything, they still chose not to honor Him, not to glorify Him, not even to acknowledge Him. And some of you are daydreaming, and it's bothering me. They chose not to acknowledge Him. God gave them over to a debased mind. And you'll see in your, new King, in your King James, this is a new King James, it says reprobate. Reprobate. Now that word that uh, is translated from the Greek, unapproved, rejected, by worthless. That's tough. That's hard. But, but here's the thing. Here's what God says. Okay. That's how you're. That's the path you want to go down. Then go down it. Hallelujah. Unapproved, rejected, by implication, worthless. God gave them over to that. Why? Because they just refused. They chose not to acknowledge God. Period. That's it. And I'm going to continue to go. And because they chose not to acknowledge God, remember what it says. They were turned over to a debased mind. Let me go back. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, worship to serve the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed for every man. For this reason, God gave them to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. And likewise, the men, leaving the natural use for a woman, burned in their lust. See, my brothers and sisters, that's why, if it, to me, that is the absolute positive uh, note that says, okay, this culture has been turned over. Some of you are nodding yes, and I, and I, I hope that you agree with it. I'm not pronouncing it. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, it's in the church now. So there needs to be someone who's not afraid to read this passage before a congregation and say absolutely, positively, without any shadow of any doubt, homosexuality is a sin. It's an abomination before God. Period. But so is lying, adultery. Come on. See, I can get a lot of amens and hallelujahs when we're talking about that. Oh, but, but lying, yes. fornication, yes. cheating, yes. come on, right? Yes. Now, let me just go, I'm going to stop right here because I know nobody in this room feels this way, but there may be somebody watching. If you're worried, because you think maybe God turned you over to a reprobate mind, if you're worried about it, then you haven't been. And I want, to, I want to bless the Lord right now because if you're listening and you're in this room and you were concerned about that because you've done some things and you forgot about God in some areas of your life or maybe you've even dabbled with homosexuality and you're wondering if it's all over for you. It's not all over for you. If you're concerned about it, then that means it's not all over for you. God is probably still dealing with you. And thank God in heaven that you turned on this message today to hear that God still loves you. And He's not willing that any should perish. All you need to do is go to the foot of the cross, tell Jesus all about it, confess, and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Uh, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen? Hallelujah. So no, I'm thinking about all of this stuff and, and how in this culture, in the, how, where we are, how, where we are in this culture. There's no question. The veil is lifted. The United States is not going to be around forever. There's no question. It's not even mentioned in the Bible. It's, it's not going to be around forever. And, I, and, and unfortunately, my prayers for our young people that they can go up with the first load. That's why Rachel and Mitch are out here on uh, once a month bringing the people together. That's why Rachel's doing Zoom meetings. That's why I'm saying we'll make funds available. Anybody who you know, needs or has a ministry, we want everybody going up on the first load. So my brothers and sisters, listen. This is of the utmost importance for the church. Because once the church starts going ahead and allowing things like this to happen, are, uh, how, how is that... How in the, we, we're worse than Aaron. We're worse than Aaron. See, Aaron was... He, he didn't know. He was looking forward to promises. We're looking back. We see the Scripture fulfilled. Right? We are truly without excuse. So my, my, yeah, well, we can sit here and we can point the finger and we can just, and I'm telling you, this month has been, I mean, it's a joke. You turn on the TV, you know, be loud and proud. What? Let me, 
Let me ask you something. If I was loud and proud about my straight sexuality, would, how would you feel about that? Would you care about how many women or who I'm having intercourse with? I'm not trying to be crass. I'm just being honest. So then why should we care about that? Why? Because it's debased. Because it's reprobate. Because it is the thing, the lie that's being told now to our children. So that my brothers and sisters, that listen, that is the truth being repressed. That is the truth being covered up by a lie. We just read about that, didn't we? Yes. But they're so. But see, my brothers and sisters, if you want to, like some of the churches that have bowed down to that, well, you know, they're more evolved than we are. Evolved? Then, then, then I'm then I'm a chocolateite. Then I'll be fine with being a child. I'm I'm fine being a caveman. Then I don't want to evolve any any anywhere past this. I see now. Am I coming across as mad? I'm not. I'm not. I'm sad. I'm concerned. I pastor this congregation and whoever's watching, I I just hope that you can get a hold of this and understand, I love everyone. I have to work harder at loving some people than others. Truth. Truth. And it's got nothing to do with who you sleep with. Just to be clear. But, But what it has everything to do with, my brothers and sisters, how much are you willing to listen to this and at least consider it? Consider it. Instead of just seeing somebody like me or someone else who is just absolutely says that this is the truth and just fooey on that. They're weak. They're, they're not intelligent. They're, 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 that's their crutch or they're unevolved. And however you want to say it. No, my brothers and sisters, this is the eternal word of God. And I'm going to tell you that like something that you don't know. No, you, we all know. People are the same. God, my brothers and sisters, God didn't just go in ahead and just say, there's going to come a time in 2022 when there's going to be a people that are going to be, and i got to write. No, it's been like this for people. Why? Because we prefer to do what we want. And not acknowledge God. Well, Tony... I'm not having a, a relationship. I'm walking the narrow path and that's not totally what this is saying this is saying to glorify and honor God to acknowledge God see I think because sometimes in the church we look at the things that are happening and even happening in other churches and we say see uh aha we're not that God my brothers and sisters requires us to acknowledge him in all of our ways all of them It said even there about not even being thankful. Well, I, I don't have nothing to be thankful for. Really? You're breathing. You're breathing. If you're here, you got a car or somebody drove you here. If you're young, if you're a young person, if you're a young person, you have parents that obviously care about you. They brought you here. Come on. See, see, my brothers and sisters, be thankful for even these small things that we take for granted. But no, we want to get that next thing. Why? Because we're just like everybody else. Mm. So when I was thinking through this thing, I, there was two issues, that, two examples that came to mind. And, and they're obvious. And from this pulpit, I know you've heard about a couple of these for, forever. But remember, uh, the children of Israel. Give us a king, right? Give us a king. And, and I'm going to give you the uh, Tony version, but it's not, it's just paraphrase. I'll say it that way. Give us a king, we want to be like everybody else. That's the problem that we have now in the church. And we're teaching the young people that it's okay to be like everybody else. It's not okay to be like everybody else. It's not. Well, they're going to make fun of me. Let them make fun of you. Because Christ says when when you're suffering for His sake, great is your reward. And that's how you know Him. Listen, that's how you grow in your relationship with Him. Paul, not, I want to know him more. Not just in the, listen, I want to know him in the fellowship of, of, the, of the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Because in the fellowship of his suffering, that's where the lessons are learned. And that's where you know that, listen, he's got me. He's got me. The whole world can turn their back on me. Jesus will never turn his back on me. 
Amen? You learn that when you're going through the tough times, when you're being made fun of, when you're being persecuted. I know young people, it's not pleasant. It's not even pleasant for us old people. I'm glad I had some amen from some old people in the room. Give us a king. We want to be like everybody else. Samuel, God is your king. What are you talking about? Okay, Samuel, look it. Don't, it's not you to rejecting, it's me. But tell them this. Here's what a king is going to do. He's going to take your money, he's going to take your children, and he's going to elevate himself. Basically, that's what he said. Isn't that what happened? Absolutely happened. Now, did God give them Saul despite him? No. He gave them exactly what they wanted. And then God also blessed Saul. Remember, God, God put his spirit on Saul, and Saul was prophesying with the prophets. People were taken aback by it. Does that sound like God didn't want to equip Saul? Does that sound like God wanted Saul to fail? No, he equipped Saul. He gave him his spirit. He let him be seen prophesying so people would be taken back. But what happened? Saul became political. Prideful and political. Prideful and political. I'm going to please some of the people. I'm going to please myself. And in doing so, I'm going to fail to acknowledge God. Right? We know the story. He was disobedient to God. He, he sacrificed before waiting on the man of God. He made sacrifices, which was not his office. And then listen, when God said to go in there and you tear it all up, don't save anything alive. Don't save anything alive. And God spoke to Samuel. Samuel goes up there and says, hey, I did everything. Well, then what's that bleeding of the sheep that I hear? If you did everything God told you to do, then what about this? Well, the people. Come on. So, so now let me ask you, church. Don't we do the same thing? Don't we do the same thing? We want what we want, and sometimes we justify. I'm not trying to... This... No, listen, I want you, I want me, I want us, I want all of us, even the people that are watching right now, I want all of us to get closer to God, stay in His presence. But you cannot fail to acknowledge God in all things. You have to acknowledge God in all things. If He's God, then let Him be God in your life. If He's not God, then if you try to half-step it with Him, you're going to fail and then you're going to blame Him. Because that's what happens too. The other one that I, the other example that I really um, kind of came to me, I love to say, nudged by the Holy Spirit, was Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was a Babylonian king. I mean, he wasn't, but God used him mightily. He used him to shake up Israel. Remember, they were taken into, uh, the, the children of Israel were taken, and this is, this is in the book of Daniel. You'll see this in Daniel. Because Daniel was blessed of God, and he could uh, interpret dreams. And so we know what happened. Nebuchadnezzar uh, saw a dream. And then not, nobody could figure it out, but Belteshazzar is who he named Daniel. He's, Belteshazzar was... When they captured Israel, they, they took uh, the best guys, the best people, the philosophers, the educated ones, the high up. Hey, let, and, and Nebuchadnezzar said, let, let's bring them in. It's not, it's not uncommon for all to do that, even in modern era. They take the best, and philosophers, the, the ones that are educated, and they try to glean stuff. Amen? So that's exactly what Nebuchadnezzar was doing to the Jews. And he brought the, the ones who were educated, and that's how Daniel got to be close to the, closer to the king. And then he named him Belteshazzar. So he says, there's this one. Daniel uh, tells him what the dream is, and he said, the God has given you, has shown you something that's going to happen. He, he showed you something that's going to happen way out yonder. So God is blessing this king who is not even a Jew. Right? And God is blessing him. He gives him a vision. But, you know, just like he's building this kingdom, he's very powerful and mighty, this king. And as far as the civilized world, he's caught him in charge of just about all of it. And so now, you know, he makes this statue of himself. And we remember that, right? And he got a bow and all that. And we remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bow. And, and then you know, they just stood they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar himself says, didn't we throw three men in there? How come I see four and the fourth one looks like the Son of God? How did he know what the Son of God looked like? Are you with me? 
Hallelujah. And, and, and Nebuchadnezzar, I'm gonna, let me go back there. I want to read something to you. Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 4 of Daniel, after he sees that, Nebuchadnezzar the king to all the peoples and nations and languages that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God, he's, he's praising our God. The signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are His signs and how mighty His wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. Wow. See, that's this Babylonian king making that confession, acknowledging the true and living God. Right? That's awesome, man. That's awesome stuff. But then you get down a little bit later. And he sees another dream. And this other dream that he has is not as good. <laughs> and so Daniel knows what the dream is and he knows what it means. And so the king says to him, listen, don't be down in the dumps. I'm a Tony language, okay? This is going to be Dade City vernacular. Don't be down in the dumps. Just, just, just say it. And so he says it. And he tells him that you're going to, the kingdom is going to be taken from you. And you're going to be like an animal in the field. That tree, there's this great tree and all this, it's going to be hewn down, it's going to be cut down. And it happened just like that. And he was out in the field and he was like an animal. He was, the dew would, would wet him. He was eating grass off the ground. He was just like an animal. But then I want to read to you and I think it will be up there, Bella, Daniel chapter 4, verse 29. He was out there for 12 months. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace bound. The king spoke saying, this is, no, this, this is great. This is, this is what I really want you to say first. They would say, now this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. Who's he giving credit for the kingdom? Himself. 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 Did you see that? See, so he already knows what the dream is. It's been given to him by Belteshazzar, by Daniel. And now he confessed that. He's, after 12 months later, he's walking around, he's confessing this. About how great he is and what a thing that he built. And then look what it says there in verse 31. While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. Okay. Wow. Wow. So my brothers and sisters, look, we can look at this king and we say, wow. I mean, look at what, but my brothers and sisters, it's worse for us. It's worse for us. Why? Because we have Jesus. The mysteries that this speaks of, the mysteries that, of, of not knowing. I mean, everything, there's no possible way that the world cannot know. Amen? So, so you know, unless you're a tribe somewhere that's never seen anything and we have missionaries and now electronics going all over the world, great, praise the, the Lord, everybody's going to get an opportunity. But my brothers and sisters, think about this. You and me, we're in church, we're reading, we're studying, we're, we say that we know God, but that's my problem. I mean, that's our problem. There are people all over the world, all over, let's just speak to America, there are people all over America in churches this morning that know of God but don't know God. And, and that's the thing. I want to know God. I want to work hard at knowing God. Not necessarily just knowing His Word. I'm going to know Him by His Word, by His Word and by His Spirit. And I cannot go ahead, read His Word, listen, get tweaked by the Holy Spirit and then walk the same way I want to walk according to my flesh and think that it's okay and, and, everything, and that's acknowledging God because I prayed a prayer and because I read His Word. That's not acknowledging God. See, here's the problem that you have. Once you've read it, and once you've been touched by Holy Spirit, and once that word has been confirmed by your pastor, preacher, teacher, or whatever, now, you're without excuse, because now, listen, you're repressing the truth with your lie. Well, I'm not saying that the Word of God is a lie. No, but you're doing it by not acknowledging God. Isn't that what the Word said? Isn't that what we just read in the Scripture? So now, all of these things that we're doing, and or not doing as it were, okay, my brothers and sisters, that's what this minister, that's what the Word of God is speaking to all of us today. It's time that we stop that. It's time that we start that. What? It's time that we stop, listen, disobeying God. It's time that we stop ignoring God. And it's time that we start acknowledging Him with every part of our life. Not holding back any part of our life. 
my brothers and sisters, young people, let me speak to you now, please. I, my, I, I, I have to. I told you before, I'm going to tell you again. Do not hang around continuously and constantly with people who are not saved. You're not supposed to do that. He says it. I know you, my grandchildren are not like me. I, I, I'm just telling you the truth. My heart goes out to you and to any, any young people. Listen, my heart, don't look like they look. Don't speak like they speak. No matter what it costs you, it will be worth every penny. Every, every syllable of um, reviling that you get, every mock, every ridicule, every persecution that you receive, it will be worth it. Because in the end, you will stand tall and your father will say, come into the kingdom. Listen, you've been faithful with some little things. I'm going to make you uh, rule over many. Hallelujah. That's for you. It does, it's, there's, there's no age. There's no age. It's according to what you know. And unfortunately, those of you who have been here for a while, you know a lot. And it's not because I know a lot. It's because it comes out of here. Because I will not deviate from here. So none of us are with excuse, young, old, and everywhere in between. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But here's what we do have. We have a God who loves us. We have a God who's told us what's required of us. We have a God who is willing, even though we're dust, even though we're clay, He's willing to hear our praises. He's willing to receive, our, listen, the sacrifices of our lips. God, you are holy. God, I did mess up. God, please forgive me. But God, please help me. I want to be a vessel of honor. Do you want to be a vessel of honor? Because Jesus said there's only two. Honor, dishonor. Somebody help me out. So my brothers and sisters, listen, this is young, old, everywhere in between. My brothers and sisters, acknowledge God. Don't think that you're so smart or you're so... And listen, when you go ahead and you go against the Word, when you go ahead and you do something that you know isn't quite right, it's, you're repressing the truth. You're repressing the truth. And that goes for everybody. It's not for me as well, for all of us. Especially for me. If I were to say something that would try to, you know, kind of soft soap things and maybe make people happy when they leave here and maybe they'll get other people to come, I, I can't do that. Why? That's, listen, that's repressing the truth. No truth, listen, no truth is ever a lie and no lie is ever a truth. Doesn't matter how good it's said, doesn't matter who says it. My brothers and my sisters, the truth is the truth, and no matter what they are telling you, me, them, in this day and age, 30-something genders and all this, listen, I, I, that, the reason why I bring things like that up, my brothers and sisters, is not because I'm dead setting, uh, I'm so afraid of that. Or it's a, No, it's because that is so obviously a lie that people, and people still believe it. That is so obvious a lie. And people still believe it. So again, doesn't that speak to what Paul said over 2,000 years ago or Holy Spirit through Paul? Because they failed to acknowledge God, these things are going to happen. And psh, why? Now you'll believe the lie because the, the lie has been repressed. I mean, the truth has been repressed for so long. Now you'll believe anything. Except what God says. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> no, I, I, you, listen. I, I am I am I'm encouraged that I get to speak to my grandchildren or your young people, uh, people that might be I'm encouraged that there are still people who will listen. And whether it's a bunch or whether it's a few, it doesn't matter. My brothers and sisters, listen, we have to acknowledge God in every area of our lives. And, and when we don't, when we start thinking, well, you know, I got this. And even if we don't do it purposely, you have to, listen, well, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you have to purposely, you have to purposely acknowledge God. You have to make it your purpose. You have to do it on purpose. Right? You can't just, well, when I have time or uh, when I think about it, remember, come on, you have to make it your business. Young people, I, I've, I've addressed you and, and, and you know, I've, I've told you, 
and it goes for everybody, but specifically young people, I mean, don't be unequally yoked. Um, but seek God. Seek God. God, you know, is this, are, are these the people that I should hang around with? God, or, or God, give me, show me, put somebody in my atmosphere that, that I can have a, a, a Christian relationship with. Put somebody in my atmosphere that I can hold accountable, that hold me accountable. Or put, God, show me who it is that you want me to be linked up with. Older people. Man, I've been in churches before, and I know you have too. I've been pastoring churches, and I've had people go through where they're looking for the next Mr. Wright or the next Mrs. Wright. And that's the main focus and goal. It's not wrong to want to be married. But you can't let that, uh, that, that desire for you to be married compromise. You've got to acknowledge God. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, you have to acknowledge God in all things. Unfortunately, man, I, I, I knew so many people, and there was somebody that I knew years and years ago. Um, it was my secretary. And she was... Uh, Christian and prayed with us and we had you know some good time she tried to witness to some of the uh, uh, women on our staff and all that and it was then she ends up um, dating one of the guys on the crew who's not born again and I and I and I and I cautioned her well and basically the thing was I'm going to save him no no okay so wait wait Tony did I suddenly get off the Subject? No. In all your ways, acknowledge God. And don't let your wants and desires supersede the knowledge of God. Honor Him with everything that you are. Amen? So I'm going to read. Let's go back. And and this is what happened to Daniel. I apologize for misinterpreting. But here's what he says, beginning in verse 34. Some of it will be up there, but not all of it. Beginning in verse 34 of chapter 4. And at the end of this time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored Him who lives forever. For His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and His kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are uh, are reputed as nothing. He does according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? Look at verse 36 with me. At that same time, my reason, to, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor, my splendor returned to me. My counselors and my nobles restored me. I restored to my kingdom, and the excellent um, majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are true and his ways are ju- his ways justice and those who walk in pride he is able to put. See, pride has something to do with it too, doesn't it? Are we proud? After all, I've got this education. After all, I've been promoted in my company. I make seven figures. That seven figures isn't worth as much as it was a few months ago, is it? Guess what? Things keep going the way they're going. It's going to be worthless someday. And I'm not just, I'm not speaking political here. It's just a fact. Just a fact. So we work so hard to gain these things and we put these things ahead of acknowledging God. And these things are the things that are temporal. These things are the things that, listen, then once we do that, once, my brothers and sisters, let's remember what the scripture says. When we fail to acknowledge God, now we're opening ourselves up for all of this other stuff. How many of you have prayed to God? I mean, it was, there was nothing left. You couldn't, there was nothing else. You had no way out. I mean, it was, you tried everything and there was nothing left and you had to, you went to God. Amen? Amen. Me too. Tried everything. Talked to people. Did everything you knew to do. Thought you had it, but then you had to go to God. I want to go to Him first. I want to go to Him first. Listen, in the good 
and in the bad. When something good has happened, hallelujah, praise the Lord. When something bad has happened, okay, Lord, I know that this isn't really good right now, but you won't let anything happen to me that won't turn out for your glory and for my good. So, Lord, help me to see it and help me to get through it. Hallelujah. Easy to say when you're not in the middle of it. But you got a purpose to do it. you got to do it on purpose. Come on. See, you can't act a fool on Friday night and Saturday night, come to church on Sunday morning and think I'm acknowledging God. No, you just denied Him on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> Did you see that dart go by me? Come on. Come on. You can't, you know, listen, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going on uh, spring break. What happens, in, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, you, no. God knows what happened in Vegas. God knows. You can travel to the furthest point from, man, you could go to the other side of the globe and think that whatever you do, whatever you say, it's in secret. God knows. Doesn't he? Hallelujah. And you see, I want to I want to point out something other uh, some other things here. Listen, you, you know what it said. <clears throat> Let me go back. But doesn't it say something about backbiting and gossiping? That's a big problem in the church, you know. Big problem. Big problem. I've had people in this church do it around me and Michelle, justify things and all this other stuff. I've had people leave this church because of backbiting and gossiping. But we're no different than any place else or anybody else. I know that that happens. But my brothers and sisters, when you fail to acknowledge God, you're opening yourselves up for these things. You're, you're, all of those things. Uh, let, me, let me see. <clears throat> Just bear with me a moment. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to the debased mind to do those things which are unfitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality. See, uh, it, so when we, when we mention these biggies, may ever, you know, I'm married, thank God, I don't have that. I'm, I'm, not, I, I don't, I'm not homosexual, thank God. Let me, let me, let me continue. <clears throat> sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness. What is covetousness? I want what somebody else got. Anybody suffer that in here? Come on. Maliciousness. Full of envy. Murder. Thank God we don't have anybody to kill anybody in here, right? Jesus told us something on that Sermon on the Mount, didn't he? That's right. When you have that in your heart, when you have such venom towards somebody and you're going to... You've killed them. See? Come on. See, that's, this is not popular. So now, listen, have you... Man, I've been angry. I've confessed to you. I mean, there have been, not that I want to kill somebody, but if I focus that anger or that, that venom towards somebody personally, it's the same thing as murder. Right? Okay, man, we got to get that. We got to make sure that that's clean. Strife. Man, there are so many people that are not happy unless there's something going wrong. There's some kind of a drama. There's some kind of, you know, me against them, them against me. I mean, there's all... Now, I know some of you are looking with the... Tell me that I'm lying. There are people like that. I mean, they just... They got to be in the middle of stirring something up all the time. Deceit. Oh, my goodness. Do we need to go any further? So my brothers and sisters, listen, once you start failing to acknowledge God in every area of your life, you start opening yourself up to fall into some of these things. Aren't you so glad you came today? <laughs> but, but, but do you understand? See, and look, the message like this is not intended to point a finger at you, me, them. It's about, listen, we need, I want to get closer to God. I want to get so close to God. I want to know that I know that next utterance is just as straight from my mouth to His ear. Well, that's true. God hears it. No. God doesn't hear the prayers of the wicked. If I'm regarding iniquity in my heart and I'm performing wicked things, He's not hearing my prayer anymore. Uh Uh-oh. See, again, that's not popular. No, it, it, it says it in the Scripture. Luke says it in the Scripture. 
It's not Tony. It says it in the scripture. So, so what am I to do when I make a mistake? God says, no. When you make a mistake and the Holy Spirit checks you, you say, Father, forgive me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Je- something came out of my mouth. Lord, I, you know, let me, if, if it was towards somebody, let me go apologize to that person. Or Jesus, I thought this thought. I don't want to think that way. Please help me. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know that, that that dishonors you. Please help me. Can, can we do that? Yeah, we absolutely can do that. Will he hear us? Yes. Will he forgive us? Yes, he will. If we're confessing uh, with a penitent heart, he's going to forgive us and then he's going to hear. But I want to be in that position, my brothers and sisters. When I, when I read this scripture and I see this scripture and I see what's happening around us, I see what's happening in the culture and the society, and you know that this scripture is absolutely pouring it out. Then I'm, we're studying Timothy, and the Timothy says, then Paul tells Timothy, in the last days, they're not going to want to hear the truth. They're just going to want to have their ears tickled. But at the same time, he tells Timothy, the word of God is, listen, it's God-breathed. So all scripture is God-breathed. And it's profitable for... Rebuke, Right? Come on. So, so listen, I can't go ahead and, and not say what the Word of God is. We've got to say what the Word of God is. We've got to go ahead and withstand the rebuke, the correction. We've got to go and the exhortation. We've got to be exhorted when we need to be exhorted. We have to be corrected when we, and rebuked when we need to be rebuked. But at the same time, my brothers and sisters, we have, once we know that truth, now we're responsible for it and we have to acknowledge God. Thank you for your truth, Lord. Thank you for your correction, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for my family, Lord. Thank you for my grandchildren. All my grandchildren are in this building today. You think that doesn't make me happy on Father's Day? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. 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 God is God. His truth is forever. And I can't, you can't, we can't change it. And we have to go ahead and get over ourselves and acknowledge Him. Let's put one, I want to, one more scripture for you. Proverbs. 3, 5, and 6. Everybody, everybody knows this. It's not up there? Oh, yeah, it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. In how many ways? All All your ways acknowledge Him. He'll direct your path. So young people, what I was saying to you a moment ago, you you pray to Him, Lord, show me where you want me to go. Lord, show me, is this the person I should be hanging around with? Lord, show me, should I go to this event? Lord, show me. I mean, there's parties now, there's there's all these kind of events that our young people now that my grandchildren are getting older, and they're teenagers, and I got to be concerned about the parties and all this other stuff. Are you, are you there? Are you with me? Uh, you know, then we have, like I said a moment ago, we have the spring breaks and we have all of these things. But my brothers and sisters, look at what kind of, uh, what kind of, a, 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 and are we showing them? I mean, what kind of a, an example are we? You know, is it okay if, if you get drunk and, and act like a fool in your house? But that's okay because I didn't. No! Your kids see that. Is it okay if you know, every once in a while mom and dad go out and, and tear it up a little bit, they come home a little bit late, and they're not exactly ready to go to church in the morning? So, uh, no, come, do kids see that? Your kids see that. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. Your kids will see that. Amen? Amen. 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 Who am I preaching to? Me, you, us. We all need to acknowledge Him in all of our ways. And I, I know teenagers, I know I've said some stuff to you, don't be mad at me. Uh, teenagers watching, teenagers in here, don't be mad at me. Because us old people, need to th- we need that same word. The exact same word applies to us. We need to acknowledge Him in all of our ways. Now, I want to go, I, I, I told you a minute ago one more scripture, but I, I really want to add this, so please bear with me, okay? It's not, been, it's not been as long as last week yet. But I'm working on it. When we started in verse 18 of uh, chapter 1, it said, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That word for is tying it to what was said before. Kind of like therefore. But 
he's tying it, he being Paul, Holy Spirit, is tying it. So I want to read, I want to end on this scripture, what he said just prior to that. In Romans, beginning in Romans uh, 1.15. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. So with everything I got, and everything I've got, with everything you are, with everything I am, I don't care if this place is full or if there's a handful of people in here. You're getting everything that I've got. And I don't care if you have two kids, six kids, eight kids, ten kids. Give them everything you got, Dad. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God of salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first. And also to the Greek or the, or the non-Jews for anybody, for the Gentiles. For in... In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That's, my brothers and sisters, and then he says, for, and goes into that. Why? Because it takes faith for you to acknowledge God in all your ways. It takes faith for you to deny yourself and everything in you. It, it, it takes faith because maybe you went to a... a, a, a Maybe you have a graduate degree. And I don't care what it's in, but you think that you're very smart. And maybe you are extremely smart, extremely intelligent. Or maybe you're like me, you don't have a graduate degree. And you just, you know, I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to do what i got to do to make my way. And, you know, if it lines up with this, it lines up with this. And, but I know God wants me to take care of my family, so if I have to compromise here or there, no! Give Him everything you've got. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Moms, same. Stepmoms, stepdads. It doesn't matter. Who, who are you? you? Maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you've never been married. You're just married to Christ. It takes faith. It takes faith. I am. Listen, I, I, if I grind it out, I'm going to bring home a paycheck to bless my kids. So I'm just going to grind it out. I'm going to take Sundays off and go, go work more. Or I'm going to... No! That's not acknowledging God in all your ways. I'm going to get six jobs and I'm going, to, I'm going to be so wore out at the end of the day, I can't be the spiritual leader in my house. But I'm going to go ahead and buy them things. Come on. Do you hear me? Well, if God, if God loves me when I'm praying and I've been praying for this one thing all of this time, maybe you're asking amiss. Maybe you're asking for the wrong thing. Why? Because you're not acknowledging God in all your ways and it's affecting how you think and what your desires are. Am I going too long? Come on, I I know that. Listen, this is, all of us, all of us, I want to be closer to God. How about you? Stand with me. Hallelujah. 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 God, help me in this moment. Lord, I believe that everything that came out of my mouth, everything from this platform was intended for all of us one way or another. No matter where we are with you, no matter if, even if Father, I just want to say first, Father, if there's anyone listening who, who, who doesn't really know you, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit right now that you would convict their hearts and you would put laborers in their atmosphere. That they would know that they've been repressing the truth with a lie. And Father, your truth will break through. Father, your truth will break through. Father, that chains will be broken. Father, that there would be, that they would receive a sound mind now, Lord. They would be able to receive the things that you have for them, Lord, because they're no longer believing lies. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, break through. Lord, for our young people, Father, whether they be saved, unsaved, in in Jesus' name, Lord, would you please put your labors in their paths. Father, would you please empower those who, who have knowledge of you. Father, have them come to know you in a real way. Lord, because of Anything that, you, that you've said here this morning, Father, continue to, continue to let us, let this word just resonate in our hearts. Father, let it trouble us. Let it, let it nag at us, Father, until we do something about it. Father, let us be more purposeful in our acknowledgement of you in all of our ways. 
Father, let it not be according to how we feel. Let it not be according to our circumstances. Father, let it be only because You are the true and living God. You are our Father in Heaven. And Lord, You've done everything for us. And so, Jesus, thank You. Thank You. Thank You. Father, for us older folks, those of us who have been in Your Word, those of us who have made mistakes, Lord, forgive us. But Lord, in this moment also, give us a greater unction. Father, give us a greater unction to, to acknowledge You in all of our ways. Lord, let it be so purposeful that it's ridiculous. Father, let it be so noticeable that we know that in this moment You touched us. In this moment, we came near You and You came near us. Father, let this be a spiritual marker in all of our lives. Jesus, bless us with Your presence. Here, And when we go, when we're reading, when we're praying, let us feel your presence. Let us know, Lord, that you are there. Holy Spirit, full access. Change us. Mold us. Make us. Guide us. Lead us. Do everything that you have to do to make us acknowledge God in all of our ways. I pray this prayer, Lord, for me and for all who would say yes and amen and believe it and walk it out. In your great name, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great, great Father's Day.